And each time that you show yourself that you can choose a different way, that you don't have to go down that old path of making it mean something, anytime you can catch yourself and be like, oh, yep, I'm triggered because it reminds me of that, but it's actually not the case. That's actually not what's going on here. And this is an old story and I'm going to choose to feel empowered through this. I'm going to choose to think it's all good, that I'm worth talking to, that I'm worth choosing. And each time you take that empowered route, you're creating a new neural pathway for yourself. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of The Sensitive and Soulful Show. I am your host, Alyssa Boyer, and today we are diving into a topic that is going to serve you really well during the holiday season and literally all seasons of your life, but particularly around the holidays because we're going to be talking about triggers and how you you managing your triggers is going to help you have a smoother holiday season, how it will help you have a life that just feels a lot better, that doesn't feel so overwhelming and so, so much of like, so much like you are the victim of your circumstances, like things are happening to you. So I, I want to, share about an experience that I had that I felt like highlighted this perfectly as to what I mean when I talk about triggers and how we can really like clean up our side of the street. So first, before I tell the story, I kind of want to talk about what I mean when I'm, when I'm saying triggers. So when I'm talking about triggers, I am really talking about something that feels like a big reaction to you, to some, like you are having a big reaction to something that is not a huge deal. So here are some examples of things that can be triggers. Somebody, let's say somebody gives you feedback on your work. You might feel really triggered by that. You might feel really defensive. You might be taking that personally. Um, Another example of a trigger is let's say that um, somebody cuts you off in traffic Or here's a better example. Let's say that somebody cuts you off while you're talking and it triggers you and you feel like maybe it triggers this feeling of like, no one ever listens to me. No one actually listens to me. It like feels like a very big reaction to something that, you know, isn't, is rude and annoying. But like when you're really triggered by something, it can feel massive to you. It can feel overwhelming. Like your nervous system gets dysregulated and it feels like a really big deal. It might cause you to explode. Another example might be if like you, you've asked your husband to help take out the trash and he didn't, 
and it just makes you so mad and you blow up and the feeling is like, I do everything around here. No one does anything. So all of these are examples of things that can be triggering and our big reaction are is, is like us being triggered. So when we get really triggered by something, when when we have something happen that is annoying, that is inconvenient, that is something that, you know, isn't great, that kind of sucks, but we have like a really, really big reaction to it where we're just super mad and we're making it mean a huge thing and we're just like, it's becoming a big deal. When that happens, it's typically a sign that it's hitting on a bigger wound for us, something that is deeper. And so it's really important and really healthy for us to be super aware of our triggers and recognize what's going on beneath the surface for us so that we can take ownership of what we need to take ownership of before we place the blame on others. Now, I'm not saying that other people don't need to take responsibility, but first and foremost, you want to make sure that you're keeping your side of the street clean. So I'm going to share an example, a story now that I think highlights this really well, that will kind of give you a picture of what I mean by this. So a few weeks ago, I had been, I had really like fallen out of my exercise routine. I just like hadn't been consistent. I'd just been kind of like putting it off, whatever. But at that time, my husband was getting more into his workout routine. He was like being more consistent with it, doing it most mornings before work. And so I know that was like making him feel really good. And we were talking about what to have for dinner one night and I was making all, all different suggestions. And I think one of my suggestions was pizza. And my husband responded, oh no, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I want to do something healthy. And I remember being triggered in that moment. I was triggered. And here's what I was thinking. Oh my God, what does he think I'm unhealthy because I'm not working out and because I suggested pizza? Like, oh, what does he think that he's so much better than me because he's working out? Like literally, I like turned it into a whole thing and it was, and I literally had to laugh at myself because I caught it very quickly. Like I'm so, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm very aware of like my triggers and my, you know, insecurities. And I recognized immediately oh, Alyssa, you're super triggered by this because you are judging yourself for not working out. And so by him working out and then prioritizing his health, like this is something that you want to do too. And now you're judging yourself and getting really triggered by him saying, oh, let's eat something healthier because you're you're like, oh, but I haven't been eating healthy. Oh, I haven't been working out. So it was such a clear opportunity for me to like do a gut check and be like, oh, dang, that's that's my stuff. Like, I need to clean that up. Like, I don't need to, you know, like, and if I wouldn't have been aware of my triggers, like, I could have very easily seen myself saying, oh, what do you think? I'm not healthy. And like going into a whole thing, which could have potentially become an argument and grown into something that it didn't need to be. So the power of triggers is immense. And I I talk about triggers with my clients a lot. I teach about it a lot, especially in my sensitive and soulful self-worth course. Um, we have an entire lesson on triggers and I, I teach my process for like working through them. And it's so powerful because what I really believe is that triggers are like gold nuggets. They're something that kind of light the way and show us where we still have pain where we still have healing to do, right? So when you get triggered by something, it's like, oh, okay, it's signaling to you that, oh, there's something deeper beneath the surface that I can look at. 
So another example that that can that's come up in my life that might be um, relevant to you is I've had times where I was telling a story to like a group of people and I felt like they weren't listening, like they weren't giving me eye contact, they weren't acting super engaged and it was really triggering to me and it would it brought up this feeling of like, oh, see, no one cares. No one listens when you talk, like you're not interesting, you're not cool, like no one cares. Like it brought up all of those feelings. And so while my I was triggered by it, but it's not like I had this like explosive reaction, more of I felt triggered and I was turning inward on myself and being like, see, no one cares. See, no one cares. So that was a trigger. It felt like a big thing for me. And now here's again how I clean up my side of the street. And again, I feel like I have to preface this always, like it's not cool for people to be not good listeners. And I don't think it's respectful to like be looking around and like not clearly not listening to someone, right? Like that's not great, but that's on them. And that's something that I can address. But we're talking about me taking ownership of my triggers in this situation because you can learn so much from them. So in this situation, I can look at this and I can say, okay, wow, I'm feeling, I'm I'm making this situation that's happening right now mean a whole lot. I'm feeling especially triggered by not feeling heard right now because it's hitting on this wound that I have of not feeling heard as a child. There were a lot of times where I felt like I was speaking, I was sharing, and people weren't really listening to me or they were kind of like rolling their eyes and thinking that I was being dramatic and making it a big deal. So there were a lot of instances where I felt like I wasn't truly seen or heard. And so as an adult, I am I can be hyper vigilant about similar experiences. Like anytime I feel like somebody's not actually listening to me, it can hit on that wound of feeling like, oh, no one sees me, no one cares, no one's listening to me. Right. So there is my opportunity again. Yes. Is it is it like it's true that it's not cool for somebody to not be a good listener, but it also can be a a situation that really doesn't have to mean a whole lot. And I don't have to turn it on myself and be mean to myself as a result. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes, these people can be poor listeners. That can be true, but it does not have to mean that I am not worth listening to, that I'm not seen, that I'm not heard. It's just a situation that's happening and I am applying meaning to it based on my past experiences. So how I would work through this trigger specifically, how I have worked through it, how it's not something that really bothers me anymore is I show myself love. I show myself compassion. I show myself that I'm an adult who has my own back now and it's okay. So I really recognize that This way that I'm feeling of not feeling seen and heard is really just an old story that I've held on to for a long time. And I really recognize that I am often viewing situations from this little girl's standpoint of feeling not seen or heard, but it's actually not the case anymore. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be the story that I carry any longer. And so I really just shift my energy around it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's frustrating. I don't love when this happens, but I am a person that's worth listening to. I'm a person that demands respect. I'm a person that has interesting and meaningful things to say. And I know that that's the truth. And if anyone else doesn't see that, it's their loss. That's literally it. That's how I view it. And so having awareness around your triggers can be so empowering because it puts the power back into your hands. It gives you, it puts you back in the driver's seat. Like you get to take more ownership over your experience because a lot of times I hear people saying, and I used to be this way all the time. It's like, 
you made me feel this way. You did this to me. You did this to me. Oh my gosh, everyone's so mean. Everyone's so unfair. And it's like, yes, there is truth to that for sure. But like, where can you take ownership of your experience and not have it be something that means a whole lot more than it needs to? Another example is I have a client that I've been working with for a while now, and one of her biggest struggles has been taking things personally. And this would show up a lot in a work sense for her. Like if somebody asked her coworker a question and not her, or if somebody was like not as friendly in the hallway, it would really impact her and she would feel really upset by it. And she would often tell me like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so triggered by this. I'm just feeling like, why does nobody like me? What, you know, no one wants to talk to me. Everyone chooses others over me. Like that was kind of the story. And so I pressed on this a bit and I asked her like, okay, when in the past did you feel the same way? Were there times in the past where you felt rejected, where you felt like you didn't quite fit in or what, when other or where other people were chosen and you weren't chosen? And she had clear examples, especially in middle school where this happened to her, where she felt totally left out and felt like people were being chosen, but not her. She was being rejected. She wasn't quite measuring up is how it felt. And so as we talked this through, she began to recognize that she was feeling triggered by these situations of people asking her coworkers questions and not her or not being as like enthusiastic in the hallway. Like she was getting really triggered by that because she was making it mean that she was being rejected again. And she was on the lookout and she was very hypervigilant about not being abandoned again because it was so painful for her as a pat in the past. And so we can take these scenarios that happen to us in our past and they become wounds. They become things that were traumatic for us. Even if it's just a small moment, it can be really traumatic for us. And anytime there is a situation that feels similar like even if it's like slightly similar, right? We can we can make it mean this whole big thing. Our subconscious is telling us, alert, alert. Oh my gosh, it's happening again. It's happening again. And we get triggered. We get defensive. We get upset because we're scared. We're, we want to protect ourselves, right? And so even just like having that awareness, like for her, that was so freeing for her to have that awareness of like, oh, like I'm making these interactions that are actually neutral, that are actually like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm making it mean something because I've been hurt in the past. And so she's choosing differently. She's choosing differently. And each time that you show yourself that you can choose a different way, that you don't have to go down that old path of making it mean something, anytime you can catch yourself and be like, oh, yep, I'm triggered because it reminds me of that. But it's actually not the case. That's actually not what's going on here. And this is an old story and I'm going to choose to feel empowered through this. I'm going to choose to think it's all good, that I'm worth talking to, that I'm worth choosing. And each time you take that empowered route, you're creating a new neural pathway for yourself. You're showing yourself a new way. You're creating a new story. And it's a slow process. Like it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to get triggered and then you're going to get triggered again. Like these same things will come up and come up and come up. But each time you have the awareness around it, you recognize it, you see what's going on, you can heal it just a little bit more. You can become a little bit more neutral to it. And over time, these things that used to trigger you won't feel as intense in your body. You probably, you might 
still have that initial reaction, that initial like visceral, visceral reaction, whether it's in your chest or in your throat or in your stomach, you're usually going to like somatically feel it somewhere in your body. That might happen. That likely will happen. But you're going to be able to catch yourself and move through it more quickly. You're going to get back to a more a neutral state more quickly. And so that's really the power of the awareness around this and recognizing, oh, okay, this, this is hitting on that insecurity. Okay. That this situation is reminding me of that past situation. And that's why it's so painful. Like, of course it makes sense why that's so painful. Okay. I have awareness and now I'm going to choose a different way. I'm an adult now. I'm valuable. I'm worth choosing. Right? So it's so powerful to just have this, this awareness of, oh, this is why this is bothering me. And when you can take that ownership, it changes everything. It changes everything. Again, it's like we can't control what other people are doing and they need to be accountable for their actions. But when you know that you are showing up with a clean energy, when you're taking ownership, when you're self-aware, you can go into life feeling so much more in control. Because when we feel like everything is happening to us and we're just going through life feeling so triggered and overwhelmed and oh my gosh, so everything is so much, we feel like we're out of control. And so having self-awareness and being courageous enough to be brutally honest with yourself and look at these past wounds and kind of, and choose a different way, that is, that is powerful. That is part of becoming an empowered highly sensitive person who feels confident, who feels way more untouchable, who doesn't let the little things weigh you down as much. So this is a really powerful practice and I know it can be so confronting, but I really, really encourage you to try it because it's been one of the most life-changing practices for me and it's something I always hear from my clients as well. They're like, oh my gosh, okay, I got triggered, but I, I responded differently and it's just like so cool to hear them be so proud of themselves and and celebrate these wins. And I promise like over time it gets easier, it becomes more second nature. And this is how you then get to the place of feeling so much more unbotherable, so much more confident, so much more good about yourself. And that's what we all want. So much more good about yourself, so much better about yourself. That's poor grammar. So I'm just going to end it on that note. If you try this practice, if you find it supportive, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Send me a DM on Instagram at lifebyalyssa. I always love hearing from you and I am so excited to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.